Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN. And Jackson, per usual, when we walk in here, the whole sales staff is out there cheering us on. You notice that today? Yeah, it was like, yeah, go guys, deliver a great broadcast. And then I kind of got the sense, honestly, because when Michelle just walked out of the studio 10 seconds ago, there was there was a standing ovation and roars, and I get the sense that might not have been for us. You think? Oh, no. I'm happy. I was just telling Michelle. She was telling me the whole situation where she's going to be living in New York. God, I can't get these headphones. I know you like to pick fights with Jamie Rivers and Kerry Davis. Usually, yeah. Those so are... if you don't mind picking a fight with... Anthony Stalter over this headphone situation no on problem. my behalf, just because no I'm, problem. just because I'm. You know where to find me, Stalter. Nice. <laughs> See if he's going to walk in here now and hold you <laughs> accountable. Uh, no, nah, man, I'm really, I really am happy for Michelle. Yeah. I, that well, I wasn't really necessarily planning on talking about this, but since I was just having this conversation with her moments ago, um, super happy for her. personally. Even though I know you would rather pull for the Mets, Yankees. Giants, Jets, uh, Rangers and Islanders and Devils are hockey teams. And then, of course, the Nets and the Knicks uh, and even St. John's, for that matter. Mm. Uh, I really love New York City as far as living in that. I think I would. I'd take New York over L.A. If like your people like to do it, well, I'd, I'd go to New York all day long because I don't like to drive. Hard to golf. Hard to golf in New York City. I would imagine I would be invited to join Shinnecock. Shinnecock, And I would yeah. get a helicopter yeah. and fly out there yeah. Yeah. from my building. A winged foot might be more your speed, but mm. either one mm. either one will do. But it is. Like, you have to take a taxi. It's brutal. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm just super happy for her, and yeah. she's really good people. Real. Crazy talented. Yep. Gonna kill it. Buy stock in Michelle Smallman. I, and people might be surprised by this. They might think I'm trying to mislead them. I'd buy stock in Piddles. <gasps> I've told you that. I know. But I don't know if I've ever said it on 101 ESPN. <laughs> it does make me feel good, so thank you. Yeah, but buy stock in Piddles. Thank you. I appreciate you. I don't know what this Piddles is going to do, but he's only 24. Yeah, whole life ahead of me, too. Yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sticking a fork in you. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, so uh, Michelle Smallman's final uh, day here on the... Uh, on the character and Smallman show, moving to New York City, gonna live in the city too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean that's really great. Good yeah, for seriously. her. That, that, that's a that's a whole thing. You know, you usually go there and you're like, well, you know, I gotta live in Hoboken or Brooklyn Heights or right Hartford or something like that. Yeah. Well, that'd be an aggressive commute. You're talking about the ESPN move. Right, right, right. Oh, when you're talking about she's New York living, City, well, she's working. Yeah, in New yeah, York. yeah. Okay. I but, uh, yeah, if you want to live in Hartford and drive to New York every day, sure. Rough. Yeah. Aggressive. And then Kerry Davis joining Randy now. 
Love the opening Perry drive. Davis. That's a good show name. It's a great show name. It really is. Yeah, it's perfect. That's a good show name. Right. Really kind of our thing kind of makes us feel a little worse. <laughs> yeah, but that opening drive. That's a good show name. And what's it followed by? Balloon party, excuse me? Yeah. Now, yeah. I heard you say opening drive, but what's the thing that follows it? And it's on for an hour? And then those two nitwits are on HD2 in Morning Drive? Yeah. What's it called? Balloon Party. I don't understand. <laughs> don't worry about it. Then we have BK and Ferrario, and then the fast lane. Right, yeah. Just pay no, no attention. Att- there you go. There you to go. the little one-hour thing. Right. Uh, 65780 is how you can get involved on the program today. Uh, Air Comfort Service text line. And uh, and then leave a, a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. And uh, Gabe DeArmond is going to join us every Friday here of Power Mizzou. Uh, at 10.15. And uh, the Colonel will be with us today talking about last night's Missouri game. Cardinals and Cubs this weekend. You got a Wainwright start tomorrow night against Drew Smiley, which means a lefty, which means Albert Pools. Uh, Temperatures supposed to be like no higher than, I think, 82 today. Uh, This is going to be a whole thing this weekend. This is glory. You got the return of college football, Cardinals and Cubs. Oh, yeah. I mean, left and right. You're excited about Donovan Mitchell. I'm sure you're going to try to force feed that on the audience. I'll leave it for the update. But, uh, yeah, as so much is going right. And uh, it's a great time to be a St. Louis sports or a local sports fan. Amen. For real. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what we got for you. Gabe coming up at 10:15. Uh, Jackson, your takeaway from last night's Missouri game. Hit the hole and hit it hard, Jack. Uh, once they found the rhythm, I thought that Brady Cook showed, oh, I mean, it's a second start ever. He showed a lot it's of... It's a little easy on Right. And so he showed his mobility, which is something that is a big improvement over last year. Basilek was fine, but he just wasn't very mobile, especially towards the end of the season. It was not healthy. Yeah. It was great to see uh, Cody Schrader and Nathaniel Pete, who could be a very effective duo Nine in the backfield. Nine yards a carry on Pete. That's yeah. something to keep an eye on, because Bo- that was a big question. Hey, the one person who performed offensively last year was Beatty. Who's going to replace that? And that that was eye-opening. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that was uh, uh, inc- very encouraging. Very much so, yeah. Both very explosive backs, which is great to see. Luther Burden, uh, it's clear he's a playmaker. You get the ball in his hand, he's going to do something special with it, which is great. Uh, can't wait to see the plans, you know, the creative things they're going to do. They already put him in the wildcat. I'd like to see what they can do more with him, maybe the deep ball, maybe more end-arounds or jet sweeps. So that was really encouraging to see that he's a gamer at 18 years old. And then uh, from the defensive side, the linebacking core was really, really solid. They were doing a good job of stifling the run. If I had one criticism, what do you got? I would say I'd like to get a little bit more pressure on the quarterback because the secondary yeah. is going to be gettable. It's not, Chris Abrams Drain is a great cornerback. He's probably going to be a pro one day. But they have some gettable guys out there in the secondary. Ennis Rakestraw is coming off an injury from last season. Uh, you, you got a little bit of issue in the secondary, but that can be that can be protected if you can get to the quarterback quickly. So I'd like to see uh, a little bit more speed off the jump on the line. Uh, Missouri held Louisiana Tech to essentially nothing on the ground. It was like 12 or 13 yards. That's encouraging. I think the thing that stands out to me most about the game, certainly Luther Burden flashes. Uh, Gabe DeArmond, who's going to join us, uh, wrote this morning on PowerMizzou.com that he had two former players text him and say, the next Jeremy Macklin is here. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that was during the game unsolicited. And it's not like he went off in his first game like Macklin did against Illinois in 2007 at the Dome. But he had a couple of plays where you go, okay, that's different. Yep. How he broke all the tackles yeah. to get the first touchdown and then out of the wildcat to just beat defenders. Now, again, every time I want to say this, because I haven't even looked at the Air Comfort Service text line, I'm sure people are saying it. It's Louisiana Tech. You're a three-touchdown favorite. It's expected. 
But the, the other side of it is, is I think you have depth at wide receiver, and that's without Chance Looper playing, and he's going to be out six to eight weeks I with know. an illness, Brutal. as was discussed uh, last night postgame with Eli Drinkwitz. But defensively is the key, and the keys defensively are all people who really weren't a part of the team last year. And so much about college football in 2022, I think, is going to be who benefited from the transfer portal and who really was hurt by it. And Missouri's defenders who popped Tyron Hoop or Hopper, excuse me, from North uh, from Florida, Florida. Yeah. Uh, and um, Christian Williams, Oregon, yeah. uh, new defensive coordinator. I know Steve Wilkes was getting a lot of hell at the start of the year last year. Then the defense seemingly got better. But overall, the defense, the guys were in position, and they, and they were burned on one big play. And I'm sure also, because I know what you do with college sports, not everybody's pulling in one direction here, and you have Illinois fans who hate or people who just like to make fun of Missouri, and I get it, and I'm a Missouri fan, so I recognize that Missouri fans can be incredibly annoying, and that comes from somebody who is incredibly annoying and a Missouri fan, so I am living in that category. But uh, the, the issue going in, I think, for a lot of people is what were they going to look like defensively? And, yeah, if you do a drive-by, the box score, you go, well, they gave up 24 points to Louisiana Tech. But just like if Missouri would have poured on 35 points in the fourth quarter, at that point, the game was over. And I just don't really get too worked up about that one way or the other. Just like when they covered against Alabama and Drinkwitz's first game and he's running up and down the sidelines calling timeouts. And I'm just like, okay. Right. You know, are we doing things for cosmetic purposes? Are we doing things to, to try to build a program? And uh, and I thought that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about the two touchdowns and garbage time from Louisiana Tech. So with that all said, overall encouraged. And I think I come out of it more encouraged than I was. Not to say that I thought this was going to be a nine-win season. I just like Missouri over the five-and-a-half wins. And I feel better about that now. Yeah, It's very rare, and it hasn't happened in a long time. Um, I don't even know if you can say it happened in 2014 um, because they lost to Indiana early in that year that you've had momentum going into October with Missouri football. And there's either been a loss in Laramie um, or a blowout loss or something along those lines, you know, the Purdue debacle, the Auburn debacle in 2017. Uh, you've had some rough ones that just kill any semblance of people, especially casual fans getting on board. And to uh, to beat K-State, if they can beat K-State, that it's really it's 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 weird to to to, to feel like you're getting worked up by K-State in the second week of the season. But I just think it, it, it really is a bellwether game for for the team in 2022 and also the state of the program. And if you can get that one what that can mean. And K-State's more of a ground-oriented attack, so I'm right. anxious to see how that, if that that was real last night, if that's you're going up against the Sun Belt team, and sure. they, they can't hang with the talent that you have in the SEC, even if it is, you know, at this moment, a lower-tier SEC team in Missouri. But that was something that I took away from it, in addition to, uh, to obviously, Luther Burden flashing. So Gabe DeArmond's going to give us his, his thoughts. You're welcome to give your questions, just like we do when Jeremy Rutherford comes in, 65780, 5780. Leave a mic drop if you would. Uh, college football this weekend. Jackson, what game are you looking forward to most? Go. I mean, there's great well, Ohio State and Notre Dame. I think that's that's mine. Georgia and Oregon. I think Georgia blows them off the field. I agree, but I think it's a cool matchup. But yeah, Ohio State and Notre Dame is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. There was great games last night in addition to Missouri. We got 
That's the thing about college football. When the Missouri game was clearly over in the third quarter, I'm like, I got, I'm watching Pittsburgh, West Virginia. I don't have any money on it. I couldn't care any less. And then I'm watching Penn State and Purdue. Yeah, that's the great thing. But for me, anyway, about college football, I have interest in the games, even if I don't have allegiance or investment in the games. Gabe Diarman, Power Mizzou, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. That's next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Welcome ESPN. Tim McKernan with you here on the program for an hour. And we are talking Missouri football in this segment with the Colonel. Gabriel P.D. Armin brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the program here on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, uh, the Colonel, Gabriel P. Armin. Good morning, Colonel. What's up, Tim? How are you, man? Well, I liked what I saw last night. I really did. I w- I was, I'm high on Missouri in, in regards to the win total of five and a half and being over. But I come out of the game last night uh, more bullish. And in part, I think it was because of the defense. Don't get me wrong. It was fun to see Luther Burden flash like he did. And uh, there were other elements of the game offensively with, with Pete in particular getting nine yards per carry that, that got me going because I was curious who was going to replace Beatty. But the defense was what stood out to me. And I think some people gave my drive by and go. They gave up 24 points to Louisiana Tech. What are you talking about? But that was cosmetic in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I just thought positioning wise and mm-hmm. a couple of the transfers stood out. What was your takeaway? No, exactly the same. I mean, uh, uh, the defense was – I don't know if it changes my expectation for the season yet. I, I got to see him at K-State before I decide that. But the defense was better than I thought. Um, Tyron Hopper looked like an all-SEC linebacker. He looked like an NFL player. Jalen Carlos is an NFL player. Um, McGuire and Jeff Coat were in the backfield. Christian Williams flashed a defensive tackle. Drayden Norwood at corner. They were making – I mean, it was up and down the – the roster, everybody that was out there was making a play at some point. And um, you had to, I, I think, come out of it. Missouri gave up 11 yards rushing last night. Yep. I, I, there were days last year where they gave up 11 a carry. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was, I, I don't know how you, you don't feel at least good about uh, what you saw. Now, again, I'm not revamping my whole season prediction until I see him play somebody that I think is a little bit better than Louisiana Tech. But, uh, I, look, you won fifty two twenty four, and uh, you know covered easily. Could have been more because you won by twenty eight points, giving up a garbage touchdown, uh, and turning the ball over twice inside the twenty yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with more opportunity there, certainly that was the case. Uh, naturally, when you have somebody making his his second start and really first one, that I think uh, people uh, were were at least circling because of uh, we didn't know who would be quarterback going into it. And Brady Cook, a lot of attention is on uh, the quarterback. Uh, what did you think of Brady Cook's performance? The good, the bad. I, I thought he was solid. You know, um, not didn't take your breath away or anything. A couple that he'd like back. But, look, we've gotten to this point where we treat it like a video game and we expect perfection. Yes, he underthrew a would-be touchdown pass. Um, Yeah, he threw one to Burden that was a little too much of a fastball and turned into a pick. Now, Luther still should have caught the ball probably, but, you know, whatever. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but I I thought he did what they needed him to do. He largely avoided mistakes, and he brings the quarterback run game into – Missouri's offense 
which it did not have last year. And I, if I can find one negative, and it's not about Brady, but they needed the quarterback mobility a little bit more than you would have liked because if I have a question mark coming out of that game, it's offensive line. The, I was wondering what you thought about the offensive line and when you're actually facing a, a legitimate defense, what that's going to be like. Again, we don't want to extrapolate everything from a Louisiana Tech game, but uh, I think some people were wondering what they were going to have going into this year with that, if it was going to be improved. Uh, what did what'd you come away on it on? I mean, it's kind of hard to say they ran for 328 yards and you thought the offensive line was just okay. But I thought the offensive line was just okay. I mean, even Drinkwood said after the game he thought Cody Schrader and Nate Pete made a lot out of things by themselves mm-hmm. at times. Um, you know, it, most telling, it, when you've got third and fourth and short against a group of five team, you shouldn't lose yardage, even if they do know what's coming. And Missouri did it twice last night. Um, I thought Cook had to had to run a little bit more than than you would like. And with K-State, and they've got a defensive end who's the preseason Big 12 player of the year uh, in Felix something-something. You can look up the rest of his name uh, if you're interested in it. But he had six sacks in a game last week, last year one time. Uh, Missouri's offensive tackles against him is a little bit of a concern for me. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that game is the one that I feel like – is a bellwether game uh, for this season. Um, K-State is expected to be competitive in in the Big 12 this year. Uh, What is your thought on how that thing shakes out? Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out two things real quick. First of all, like I mentioned, the offensive line matchup. And second of all, Adrian Martinez, for whatever work he has as a quarterback, he is mobile Mm -hmm. and athletic. Uh, pair him and Deuce Vaughn running, you know, zone reads and, and stuff. Uh, the Missouri run defense will be tested like it was certainly not tested last night. Um, and you don't want to put too much on it because the thing about a college football season, it's really 12 independent exams, right? And how it, these are 20-year-old kids, and how they play one Saturday really doesn't often mean very much about how they'll play the next Saturday. So if Missouri loses this game, you don't want to say, well, that means Auburn's a loss and Florida's a loss and South Carolina. Who knows, right? They could get blown out next week and then come back in two weeks and play really well at Auburn or vice versa. They could play really well there and and no show uh, two weeks later at Auburn. But it does feel like kind of that one of those games where you're going, all right, if you got any chance at seven and five or better, this one, you know, at least one of these next uh, two road games, but but you'd love to have this one in the win column. Yeah, it would really create some momentum. And I know you wrote earlier this week, Gabe, on PowerMizzou.com, that one of the important things with this season, and I suppose specifically with September, is to keep the interest of the fan base, the casual fan, uh, into October, as opposed to what we've really seen. If you go back the last seven years where people, there's a bad loss in there, and you go, oh, God, this thing just isn't going to, this isn't going to happen. And and people just tune out. If you can be three and one with Georgia coming to town, not that people would expect it, but you can have some semblance of momentum and interest uh, to keep something going. And so that is a key element of it. With with people coming down there and getting involved in a game and fired up about the program, uh, forty seven thousand correct in attendance last night. And I saw your tweet saying you thought it might be. It, it looked and felt like more, but forty seven thousand. Is that right? That was the number. Yeah, I was surprised at what they announced. I thought it was probably over 50. Now, the, the, like the extra deck on the east side was mostly empty. But 
it, the hill was pretty full. It felt like more than that. And I, I just get the sense that this fan base wants a reason to buy in. Mm-hmm. They, they want to get behind this team. They're, it's been eight years since Missouri's had a team really that, that everybody got behind and it was a, a fun season all season long. And uh, they want that, but, Again, the, the the team has to give them a reason, right? And I, I do think Desiree Reed Francois deserves a lot of credit for some of the things she's done around the the game day. I mean, they had out of town scores on the scoreboard last night. There were fewer commercials. They have these, you know, automated food things. I don't know if they worked or not. I didn't use them, but you know, um, she's done a lot of the things that fans have asked for. Um, I just tweeted before we started this. The playing of Timmy Trumpet on third down is the single greatest innovation in Mizzou football history. Wow. Um, How about I, that? I really like that. I thought that. it was my sports so, cast at KOMU in 98, but I guess it'll be uh, uh, second. <laughs> solid second. Thank yeah, you. solid second. But, um, uh, but you know, she's done a lot of the things the fans have been asking for. And now the, the only thing left is give them something that they feel like they can really buy into. And now I think there is some momentum. Granted, it's Louisiana Tech, but you'll have uh, the, the chance to really get an idea here. Thank goodness. I mean, it's not Abilene Christian next week. People will have an idea, and people will be watching next week. 11 o'clock, Missouri, K-State in Manhattan. I think a lot of the attention will come from what you're going to get out of Luther Bird, and you saw the way he was used last night. I saw what you wrote, Gabe, that two former Missouri players texted you and said, uh, what about uh, what they were seeing from Luther Burden? said he's the next Jeremy Macklin. Mm-hmm. And, look, that's the comp I've made just in the style. Um, he is so shifty. I mean, I mean that, that touchdown he had where he catches the ball on the seven, has one guy on him, shakes him, jumps back and, and shakes another tackle, and then splits two defenders. And, look, does Louisiana Tech deserve some blame for that? Sure, they do. I mean, you should make that tackle. I don't care who the who the guy is on the other side, but they didn't. And for him to get in the end zone on that play, uh, he is unbelievably shifty and elusive. And I think, I think last night was just like a little taste, um, kind of. Hey, it's the kid's first game. Let's give him some chances, but let's not overload him. It's still an adjustment coming to college football. I mean, this is probably one of the first times that Luther's been on a football field with other people who were kind of in his reign. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think he was, I think he was the best offensive player on the field last night. I, I thought Tyron Hopper was the best player overall, but you know, there are other guys out there who can like, sometimes Luther's going to find that the other guy across from him can actually cover him. <laughs> that hasn't probably happened a lot in his football career. So I think it was a get his feet wet, but don't, don't give him too much in week one. I'll be interested to see next week, how much it ramps up. Um, because, yeah. you know, the second half, he really wasn't a, a part of the game plan too much. I mean, they had the one drive where where he was in Wildcat on two snaps. But other than that, I, I don't think he had a target in the second half that I remember. Uh, so, you know, I'll be interested to see what goes on uh, Saturday in Manhattan. All right, a couple questions. I told the uh, listeners here on 101 ESPN that we would get some questions in for the Colonel. 65780, Gabe, question. Considering what burden means to the future of the program, are you concerned about using him as a running back in high collision situations? That is from the 636. I mean, the truth is it's football and you can get hurt anywhere, right? I I mean, any player on that team could – could get hurt in practice tomorrow. Uh, 
you do what you need to do to win. Now, no, I'm not putting him back there 30 snaps a game and, and, and letting guys tee off, but I like the Wildcat in certain situations. I'm interested to see him return a punt at some point. I thought he might get a shot at one last night, um, although maybe he didn't because that poor Louisiana Tech punter was not going to get the ball anywhere near <laughs> returning the ball for Missouri because uh, that just didn't work out very well. <laughs> Uh, Gabe, Mizzou needs to stop throwing those stupid, unproductive screen passes on the first down every damn game. They are so unproductive. That is from the 314. Yeah, I know that there are people raging about the first offensive series play calling. Uh, Just in general, this person talking about the unproductive screen passes. Your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't like the screen pass on third down. Um, But when when your best players or at least who we think are your best players, are your wide receivers, then you want to get the ball in the hands of those guys as quickly as you can. I mean, if we're talking about a comparison to Jeremy Macklin, does anybody remember in Lincoln, I think it was 2008, the first play of the game was literally Chase Daniel rises up, just turns straight to his left, throws a pass to Jeremy Macklin at the line of scrimmage, and Macklin made it a 60-yard touchdown. Mm. Like, that's what those plays are. And, and the other thing those plays are, they set other things up in week seven. If you've run that play nine times, then you fake that play and you send somebody down the middle and you might have a guy wide open. I, I, again, it's not a video game. I understand the play calling. You know, I, I thought it was a little suspect early on. But you also got to remember, you got a kid making his second college start at quarterback at the school he's always dreamed of playing at. Um, My guess is Brady Cook was probably a little amped up at the beginning. Maybe it's not the worst thing to give him a couple easy throws. And, again, they scored 52 points and they covered by a touchdown. You know, I mean, I'm not too interested in in picking them apart. This is not Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State where if you don't make the national title game this season is a disappointment. Uh, This is a team trying to get to seven wins, and last night was a a good – First step. From the 636, any concern about Brady Cook as a thrower? It seems the staff only trusts him with quick, easy throws. Yeah. Again, it kind of relates to the answer I just gave. But I did say to to somebody uh, mid-second quarter, it looks a little bit like Drinkwitz isn't sure he trusts his quarterback yet. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's going to evolve, you would hope. But I thought he called plays early a little bit like I don't really know what I have here yet. Um, so, you know, I, I thought the, uh, he, he underthrew burden on one of the long passes. Another one, I mean, drew a pass interference penalty in the end zone. So it did its job, whether it was completed or not. Uh, so I'm not going to say concerned just yet. Is he Abbott or drew lock? No, but uh, I think he can, can get the job done. All right. I got a couple texts here, Gabe, about, uh, people saying there were more than 47,000 last night because they said people were getting in without scanning tickets because the event staff uh, was understaffed. So uh, I don't know if you've gotten anything about this via email or DMs or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I've just seen a few of those coming in. Well, good for those people. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe next time off. just 
Just, just go without a ticket next time and see if you can just walk right in. Jackson, there you go. Head That's on down for the Abilene Christian game. Uh, Colonel, we will be with uh, you'll be with us every uh, Monday on TMA. I guess it'll be Tuesday this week with everybody off for Labor Day. And then every Friday here on 101 ESPN, all presented by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Hey, by the way, have you seen a spread for Missouri K-State yet? Somebody posted something last week where there was an early line somewhere that was 14. That seems high to me. I agree. I, I, yeah, yeah um, I agree with you on that. My, my guess would be seven and a half, eight and a half, yeah, somewhere in that range. I would think it's in the touchdown uh, we'll range. See. All right, Colonel. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. Always enjoy the coverage. If you are a Missouri fan or college football fan in general, powermizzou.com. The coverage is outstanding. Gabe DeArmond with us here, uh, brought to you by James Carlton. Thank you, Colonel. All right, fellas. Have a good one. Have Thanks, a good weekend, Gabe. man. There he is. Uh, that's Gabe DeArmon with us here, presented by James Carlton. Uh, we will switch gears in the next segment to the Cardinals and the Cubs, Major League Baseball, as we have a big weekend here in St. Louis. The Brewers losing last night, so the Cardinal lead is now six and a half. Uh, we'll talk that over coming up in the next segment. Enjoy Gabe's appearances here on the program, brought to you by James Carlton. We'll take a break and go into Cardinals and Cubs. That's next here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, you're right, Jackson, really. Uh... You know, for like the <laughs> just the little slip up, I really thought it was really good. Well, we'll let the people judge. 65780. I forgot. So they got they gave away Markinen and then another player, his name's really tough to pronounce, and I wasn't going to do it on the fly, so it tripped me up. They got really Colin Sexton and, like, six picks. And they got Donovan Mitchell, so spied it to Cleveland. Hey, Ledoux. Now this gets a little too graphic. I was about to read it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm turning off the text line for the day. <laughs> there it is. Happy yeah, Labor Day weekend. Him. You got him. At 1039 is when you got Jackson. Happy Labor Day weekend, Clarkson everyone. Jewelers time check. He decided he was going to bail. Uh, Cardinals and Cubs tonight. Uh, Jackson, uh, are you going, and are you taking a special lady? <laughs> I am going. I am going with a female, yes. Oh! Listen to this gallery. What a charge as Tiger makes his way up 18. Yes, I am. We're going to watch Sunday Red. How do you do? We're going to watch Jordan Montgomery. You know, Montgomery and Quintana are 10 and 1. Direct going on. I feel like I'm interviewing Quinn Snyder. That should give you a soft count. Talk about the University of Missouri. Um, No, it's going to be great. Like you said, it's going to be like 80 degrees outside. Cubs in town. I want to hear about the most eligible bachelor being off the market. That's what I want to hear about. Not the case. This division is all but wrapped up. It's not the case. You know, just it's going to be a lovely evening. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to be building Legos, just so you know. That's where I am. Building Legos is fun. Just don't I step enjoy, on them. I, I do enjoy building That's fun. Legos, I have to tell you. Uh, so uh, the Cardinals and Cubs, Jackson has sent uh, Little P- Piddles Friday Parlay. It used to be the six-shooter. Six-shooter ran out of steam quickly. I ran out of bullets. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's your favorite uh, college football player for the weekend? So we're totally back on to college football. That's fine. I'm going to give you... We're on the same thing, and I really don't like it because it's obscure. Mm. Now, for the record, on the Pick 6 podcast, I had it first, but you had it. I'm not saying you stole it, right, right. but it's so random. But yeah, we're both on Richmond plus 21.5 against Virginia. Which oh, yeah. concerns me that you're on it, no disrespect, but I won last year with like 58% against the spread and you finished in last, and so I don't like to be aligned with the square community. But we're on it for the same reason, transfers. Yeah. And listen, is I'm a Missouri guy, Illinois fans, I, I hear you loud and clear, I am in the same mindset here, 
that Illinois gets overlooked in the St. Louis market. I really do believe that. And I, I look at it not because I'm trying to be political, because honestly, I don't care. But from a business model standpoint, this is good business. If you have a large population, you give them what they want. So with that said, I think Illinois was the beneficiary last week, in part, that Wyoming was hammered by the transfer portal. So when I'm wagering this weekend, I'm looking for teams that gained from the transfer portal. Look at the Missouri defense now. We have another exhibit. And then look at some of the teams that uh, were hammered by it. And Virginia's offensive line, Jackson somehow is aware of this. I don't know if you're hacking into my information. I'm a little concerned about it. Was uh, hurt by the transfer portal. So I can read. Uh, Rich, but you got to be like digging. I, I did some digging. I know. But I'm, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about my information now. If it's getting to the, all due respect, square community, uh, that it might be square information. So, yeah, Richmond. Jackson's little play this week is also one I like. So that's where I am. I also think Georgia's going to beat Oregon comfortably. Oregon was hammered by the transfer portal. Yeah. What's your play? You want to give a play? You're going to go back to Richmond? and I, I got Georgia in my 17. <sighs> I have that play. Do you have anything that I don't have? Ohio State minus 17. Oh, yeah, that's a good play to go against me there because you know fight night. Yeah, I know, they. yeah. yeah. That's, that's the shoe. I know. I, I, w- I wouldn't be wagering on Notre Dame. I just won't wager against Notre Dame. All right, Cardinals Cup Series odds, you set the line. I would guess you got Montgomery, you got Wainwright. I know he's going against Smiley. And who is starting on Sunday? Michaelis, I would imagine. Michaelis, yes. Um, I would say the Cardinals are minus 240. Jackson is going to give us the information. And if it's if it's lower than that, I am going to have to get aggressive with the Tam Avenue Capital Partners uh, VC fund. The Cardinals and Cubs, the Cardinals are minus 265. Okay, all right. All right, I was in the ballpark. And uh, over under, 0.5 Albert Pujols home runs this weekend. I am over, and I ship it. I am too. Yeah, I'm over. And it'll be wonderful. I mean, either way, the ballpark's going to be packed. Atmosphere is going to be sick. And uh, people are fired. Man, these Cardinal games now, they really have an atmosphere. Yeah. I I don't know when, I don't know. It just just happened here over the last month. I know it started really with the Yankees series. Yankees, by the way, we've been kind of monitoring that. There are now columns in New York that, like, this isn't just a blip on the radar. This is all hands on deck crisis mode. Yeah, they, there is. They kind of peaked back up for a second, and then they went right, right back, back down. down yeah. And they are freaking out now in yeah. New York. Yeah. I, the, the best thing for them is that the Giants and Jets start up. Well, I guess the Giants, uh, Table. because they are. Uh, they are. It is. It's a real situation there. I'm telling you. The Harrison Bader Jordan Montgomery thing is going to continue to live on for a while, yep. and now it's at a point where the Rays are only six back. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's 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 live. Right, right. And so you hear like because six they have a team back. fading. I, the Cardinals are six and a half up on right. Milwaukee. They lost yesterday, but it's a different kind of six and a half. The Brewers have been right. screwing around for a month. The Yankees have been screwing around for two months, and the Rays are legit. Plus, every team in that division minus the Sox. Are above five hundred. Yeah, here come the, the Orioles. Orioles. Here come. eight games over five hundred. What do you say? My God. What do you say, Baltimore? Uh, so yeah, I'll go over. Uh, uh, you have great atmosphere at Bush Stadium. You had it for that Rockies series uh, during the week uh, when Pools at the Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had it for the Braves series last week, yep. and with the Cubs in town Labor Day weekend, this should be an outstanding atmosphere. All right, we got a break. Uh, Ten forty-seven in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson, with you. One final segment before the three-day weekend. This is Balloon Party on One Hundred and One ESPN. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, final segment for the week before Jackson goes on his date tonight. Your thoughts, 65780? Uh, what Lego set am I building? That was actually asked in the Air Death Star? Death line. Star? Lego's Death Star? Uh, no, it's. I, I, I negotiate with my five year old. Mm-hmm. just turned five last week. And I don't know if this is a good idea or not. Uh, I certainly would love to get parenting tips in the text line. But uh, so, you know, he loves Legos, loves trucks, the whole thing. You know, four-year-old boy, now five. And there was something a couple months ago where I said, if you do this and you do this, I'll get you, oh, sleeping in his own bed. Mm. Got that whole thing going on months ago. and uh, And it was this Lego set that he really wanted. And I'm just like, whatever. If you'd like a vehicle at this point. Uh, and I uh, didn't really look at the fine print. It, it arrived via Amazon a couple months ago. Just uh, hit it. And then my wife wrapped it for his birthday last week. She didn't pay any attention to it because she's like, whatever. He's buying for him. Who knows? Right. Uh, and, uh, and opens it up. And it's for uh, 18 years old and above. Oh, my God. So it is a uh, it's a bold project with twenty <laughs> different bags of Legos. Uh, we've had to set aside a table for it. My stock has gone down, not just with this audience, but also at home. <laughs> and now I am building this castle of some semblance. <laughs> and all he really cares about is one guy has a dense red beard and looks like Justin Turner. And I could have gotten that for probably four dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also the man hours that are going to be required on this project. <laughs> You need like you need like a union or something to get to build this thing. It you is need... uh, it is an, it is going to be pack a lunch. So yes, that's what I've got going. Meanwhile, uh, Jackson. But I got to tell you, I do. I'm not compl- I am no, happy. I in my 20s and 30s, I had a nice little run, and I am now happy to live vicariously through the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis, and that is Action Jackson. And uh, you're taking the ladies out on the town. I'm happy to do that for you, Tim. And I am happy that you are happy. You oh know? my God. It's a positivity. Oh my God! We're going what a, into what a, what a wonderful treat. It's a three-day weekend. College football is back. There's no reason to be negative. There's no reason to be down in the dumps. Let's just all, let's all be together. Oh my God! What a message of unity from Jackson. Look I try this. to. You know, sometimes they say fight fire with fire. I fight fire with love. Oh my gosh! Well, this is all of a sudden. I feel momentum into the weekend now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I, I, I wasn't anticipating. I'd like this. it to be known that I did close out the text line. So anything, I won't even. I'm still fighting <laughs> fire with love because you know it's you know. Oh, it's coming. I know it's coming. You know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, I sure do. Your way. Uh, what are you looking forward to, uh, sporting event wise, most this weekend? <sighs> Cardinal game tonight for sure. In terms of Saturday, I'm really looking forward just to see the atmospheres of all the like all the games. Like yeah. last night, the Pitt. West Virginia game, the backyard brawl, as they call it. Isn't that the best? Electric. It was absolutely electric. Purdue, electric. Mizzou, too, like the student section was loud. So, you know, that's just three games right there. I'm you looking got... forward to, I mean, I'll be certainly watching the Cardinals and Cubs tonight while building Legos, but I'm looking forward to watching Indiana-Illinois. Right, that too. I think that's That gonna... number is down. It was Indiana minus three and a half. Uh, Connor Bazelak is not the starter. Uh, who is the starter for? Jack Tuttle. Uh, for Indiana. Uh, Illinois, if you are bullish on ILL, they are getting a point in Bloomington tonight. So there you go. Take that. I, I think that's a that's. You're going to make that play? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying... 
I'm trying to like only bet on like three or four games. All right, fair enough. Uh, what sections, Jackson? And I want to check this girl out. That's from the three one four. There are people theorizing you're taking your maid to the game. That's funny. Um, I will not be disclosing what section I'm in. Uh, excuse me, Mr. McKernan, may I come and pl- build Legos with you? I will bring the suckers. Thank you. That is from the 636. I think this is just me and my son tonight on this Yeah, one. yeah. It's a two-man I mean, Not a doubt in my mind. Uh, my betrothed wants nothing to do with the project, although I'm sure she's already been roped in. <laughs> As supervisor. I don't think the table we have is big enough for this Lego set. Wait, yeah, like card table? Yeah, I guess that's what you would call it. Yeah, well... If it's a, truly a castle, you might need it's to... It's unbelievable. There's like four different bits. a compound. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, guys, Jackson is only watching Live Golf this weekend. That's from the 314. Is that what you're going to... Uh... I can say this with the utmost confidence. I won't watch a second of Live Golf this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I'm a huge golf fan. I'm honestly... One of the windows I have open up here is I'm monitoring St. Louis and Chris Nagel at the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. Don't worry, I'm not going to break that down for you, but he's a friend of mine and... Uh, Michael Wellington is caddy. He's a friend of mine. Uh, and he's one under, hoping to make the cut and get his PGA Tour card. But, uh, yeah, I just don't have any interest in it. No, not at all. I don't want to say. I'm, and I'm not anti those no. who play it. I, it's not like I'm trying to make some statement. I'm just like, I, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Also kind of like the 3M Open and the PGA Tour doesn't interest me either. No, so to be to be real, uh, real transparent with you. Yeah, college football, Cardinals and Cubs. And uh, all that comes with this weekend, it'll it'll set the table. I mean, this is, for me personally, my favorite time of year is around that first week of April in sports because I love warm weather and it gets me in a good place psychologically that the weather is warming up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are usually this year. They started later, but usually about to start. Baseball starting. I'm not a big college basketball guy anymore, but the NCAA Tournament Final Four weekend is that weekend, and then the following weekend is the Masters. That is my sports euphoria. The second best time is right around this time of year with college football starting up, NFL starting up. Usually you'll have some playoff races. I don't know what you're going to have playoff race-wise now. Who knows? Maybe we're going to start seeing some emerge. Uh, And then, of course, Major League Baseball and the playoffs and then hockey season gets going. And I know for you, you're excited about the association. So it ramps up just for me. I don't really, the, the cold weather puts me in a dark place. Yeah, I know. I so know. that's, the, then it's sort of me. I'm like, oh, Labor Day, it's great. And God, here comes. Yeah, it's the signal that. Uh, right. That... And that puts me in a personally in a not so great place. But as far as just, if I put it in a vacuum yeah, sports right. wise, it's it's better than the April, but the April psychologically for me is about just enjoying the right. warm weather and you have the Stanley Cup playoffs, which for me is about as good as it gets in sports. So there you go. There and the Masters for right. that matter. Right. Uh let's see. Uh why don't you build the Legos on the Bachelor's ego? God knows it's big enough. That's from the three one four. Wow, wow, wow. I just get ego checked. Yeah, you did get ego checked. By an unnamed texter. Oh, Jack. Now, I thought you were talking about peace and love and peace and love, and now you're going right back at it. You're right, I mean, you're right, you're right, you're right, right, right. Yeah. I'm putting my shield back on. Uh, guys, have a great holiday weekend. Great, great holiday weekend. That's from Friend of the Feather, Lisa, and I love the change of the seasons. It's the first time I've ever disagreed with Lisa, but I still consider her a friend of the feather. Lisa's a gem. 
Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, she is uh, very kind. And uh, we do wish everybody a happy Labor Day weekend. Jackson's all excited about this date. Uh, hopefully they put the uh, put the two uh, most eligible bachelor and bachelorette on uh, the scoreboard tonight. And uh, maybe that'll be covered on the Bally Sports broadcast. And we'll just we'll kind of just see what's doing. And then we'll get in a group chat on Twitter and, and analyze Jackson's uh, big night out. It's going to be a wonderful evening. <laughs> You have now reached the point of getting uncomfortable and irritated with how much I've been talking about it. That's my read. No, no, not uncomfortable. Tim, we're fighting fire with love. New pedals, who this? <laughs> New pedals, who this? We wrap it up. EK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson, just eight hours away from this date. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.